0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 28 of Relating to DevSecOps where we explore the development, security and operational issues of today so that we can talk about real world devsecops problems with people that are actually facing them. If you like what you hear please like, subscribe and leave some feedback wherever you curate your podcast so that we can bring content that matters to you. I'm Ken Toller
1: and I'm Simon Dolo
0: and we are back to talk about technical and non Technical managers. (laughs) And I, you know, the reason that we're talking about this is because in our circles, in our Slacks, in our conversations with colleagues, we're constantly hearing people joke and jive and talk about, well, all I do is answer emails now, or I'm just a non technical manager, or something along those lines. And it's sort of said with this air of, uh, you know, contempt almost. And, you know, we're sort of sitting here thinking, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? And are there places for both of these roles? And, you know, personally, I've had good experiences with both technical and non-technical managers. And I think we just want to carve out some opinions and advice on management, leadership, and what it means to manage people in the world of security, engineering, DevOps, and DevSecOps. So, we're kicking it off with that and hopefully uh you know we're taking it back to a uh sort of non-technical topic and more into a people topic and i think that um we've had some feedback that will um you know we're catering to folks that have sent us along some notes on that so uh simon you know this is uh getting into perhaps some opinionated territory with folks that are listening oh, yeah. um and I thought a good place to start might be to talk about, you know, in in engineering, in product development, when we talk about non-technical managers versus technical managers, do you have an opinion there or are there benefits, pros, cons of each? You know, where do you stand on that front?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it's funny based on the kind of the Mention of jokes and all of that, like, haha. managers spend, like, meetings. I've seen very technical, heavy manager companies and non-technical heavy manager companies that have made jokes like that. And I've made jokes like, oh, you know, email is your ID now. Uh, like, that's where you live and, and, and all of that stuff. I've seen really good, strong managers on both sides. Um, I, I, I think these are both important skills to have. And I think, at least from what I've seen and where I've started in my management, you know, Career path. I I got dropped in, um, kind of thrown to the wolves almost. In terms of when I first started managing, Um, I was at a company where there was unfortunately some layoffs, Um, and you know while I broached the topic of being interested in management, I like being you know I'm working towards being part of you know a leadership uh, group. Uh, You know I was kind of thrown to the wolves when I just started learning how to do things. So it was a bit of a kind of a rush, like, Oh, what do I do? Um, so I guess at least for me, like that kind of forced me to lean onto the technical side of things. Um, I, you know, I knew that's somewhere where I had respect and people understood. So I almost used that as a tool. And I think, um, you know, looking at the area of non-technical management, I think it's a little bit different where you're, you're focusing on the the people skills first and the, Um, you know, conflict resolution first, rather than using, you know, the crutch of technology as, you know, I am a leader, I'm a leader because of my technical skill set. And I think they're really, really important. Um, I think they're both important. Uh, I'm I'm curious, I I know you've spent some some years in management as well. Um, Do you agree?
0: I mean, for me, when we talk, you know, what I want to sort of talk about in this initial section, right, is, what the benefits are of technical versus non-technical and so on the security side i think that when we talk about non-technical managers it's really easy to find someone like that on security because we have a lot of certifications and um, disciplines in security that are non-technical whether that's compliance or risk assessment or um, organizational evaluation or even software development lifecycle could be considered non-technical if you get high level enough. And so I think that there are benefits to understanding that from the non-technical side in terms of how does your organization run, what does your software development lifecycle look like, what's your risk assessment framework. And we have entire uh, organizations really focused uh, against non-technical security leadership. And people come into those roles from technical roles, and sometimes they have to sort of set the technical stuff aside because you, and this is the crux of where I wanna go with this, is you run the risk of being too technical with people outside of your organization. Like if you try to demonstrate uh, something that's super technical from a security risk perspective to someone that is non-technical, you're going to hit a wall And so there's there is some um advantage or uh i guess nuance to how you present something depending on your audience so i feel like there's a non-technical component of that that is really beneficial Um, on the technical side of management you know when we talk about application security it can like you said be super beneficial to the people that are under you to understand that you understand what their job is you know Um, if they're trying to explain something complex to you, they want to feel like they understand, like that you understand what they're talking about. And I think that there is an advantage to that. So from my perspective, I do feel like that there are benefits to both technical management and non-technical management, and that one shouldn't be seen as a bad thing over another. And we talked about this a bit in the pre-show. I think that what it comes down to is whether... Uh, people in your organization respect you as a manager or as a leader. And so, you know, turning it back to you in software development, getting less around like what are the granular issues that you're facing between, you know, I'm super technical or I'm not technical. More like in engineering, what are the, where is it an appropriate place to put a non-technical manager versus a technical manager? Can they be the same person? And, you know, I guess like what's the nuance in your world for engineering and maybe how does that translate into DevSecOps or security?
1: Yeah, good, good question. Um, I, th- I think it depends, one, largely on the size of your company. I think uh, it's very easy to see roles change and evolve based on how large your company is and, and what your goals are. Um, and it also depends on on the seniority of your engineering team. So I think looking at the technical side, I think if you have slightly more junior engineers, they might need a mentor on the technical side to help maybe push technical decisions, um, have the, you know, conflict resolution that that is, uh, you know, Kind of calling those those shots that like i i'm gonna say no to this and i have you know the respect and and again i think there's a, a very important note here of talking about management versus leadership um but a a technical manager can you know be supportive when you're talking to a vendor being able to understand you know are they actually selling what they think they're selling and, and is it a good fit for the company. Um, I think with larger companies, especially with companies that maybe have some more tenured engineers, I think a technical manager um, can sometimes get a little tricky. Uh, You know, if you have people who are at the staff level, say, you know, they've been around for, you know, seven, eight, 10 years, I consider that a leader. You know, I I think that's where the the term manager gets a little bit weird in terms of like the level of seniority and respect. I, I talk about, you know, you see a junior manager versus a staff engineer, I expect that staff engineer to probably have more more respect. Do they have you know direct reports and all that stuff? And do they deal with compensation? No, but they have the technical skill. And I think that sort of area you're really going to want to have a a possibly less technical and more non technical manager to focus on the things that are a little bit trickier. You know, which is okay, well, you have the staff engineer. How do you make sure that his knowledge is shared across the team? How do you make sure that he's helping be a mentor for these other people? Um, how do you make sure maybe he's not, uh, you know, getting all the cool projects to work on because he's been around the longest? Um, so I really think it depends on team. And, and I'm, I'm very curious if if you agree with that because well, you, you mentioned managers are great, maybe top down dealing with, you know, your team and your, your direct reports. But on the security side, I feel like you're constantly having to have conversation across. And, you know, I'm wondering if, if you agree that like tech technical managers can fit sometimes non technical managers can fit sometimes, or is it just, you need both because you're, you're constantly dealing with external team situations.
0: Yeah. I mean, you did say a couple of things in there that uh, made me think a bit. One of, the, one of the words that I sort of keyed into was um, you sort of started talking about seniority, right? And that, um, you know, it's interesting that, uh, you know, when someone is more senior, uh, you expect them to have a, 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 a modicum, not a modicum, that's the wrong word, but like you, <laughs> you sort of... W- want your team to respect them as their senior and so that is the so like that's all come up in your head in terms of the idea of management and and that's like sort of the crux of what we were talking about in the in the pre-show is that you sort of have this seniority aspect to things where we uh travel in technical roles to I've started out in my career, I've sort of put my time in, I'm becoming more technically capable. And so I'm seen as more senior and naturally the organization wants to promote you into a management role so that you can cultivate this relationship and and cultivate the talent that comes up from the next generation or for whatever it is, you know, um, more people that are coming in that are learning more about it, wanna to look to you to uh, take on The experience that you have and you can sort of you know mentor them and so i do think that there are engineers that are good at cultivating talent that are great leaders but not great managers of people right that can mentor them but may not be the best at managing them if that makes sense and i think that the same thing happens across technical roles where maybe some people are really good at, um, what they do, but they may not be good at teaching what they do. And, but they might be really good at handling the people that do what they do. Right. Right. Or, (laughs) or managing the HR aspect of it. So I really do think that it comes down to, yes, to answer your question. There is a place for both, um, the technical and non-technical manager. And I think that what I've seen is that it, it comes down to a couple of things. One, what does the organization want out of a manager? Like what are they actually fulfilling when they talk exactly. about the role of a manager? Uh, and two, how how is respect gained within the organization for that, for that manager? Because I think that one of the things that has really started to eat at the back of my mind that we haven't really talked about at any of the pre-shows is who is respecting this person? Is it the organization that is respecting the management style of that manager or is it the people under that manager that are respecting that manager? And can those two things be the same? And they should be in a successful organization, I think. Right, is that the goal of the manager should never be different than the goal of their team, right? Like the the manager is supposed to be uh, leading the mission of the team, and their team should be invested in that, and the organization should be invested in that mission, for what that team is going to do. And I think that that is where um, I, I feel like the maybe the self selfishness of some managers comes into play about like, well, you know, a minute for me, not my team, and where what you were talking about the leadership comes in. And I don't, and I don't think that this is really a security versus engineering thing. I think this is a a general leadership conversation. Like usually, when the the problems that I have with management in my in my personal life have never really been, um, do I agree with their mission in the organization? It's usually like, it's almost like a selfish uh, response from my perspective. It's like, what are they doing for me, right? <laughs> right? When you're looking from when you're when you're in a man, like when you are under management, would you what I feel like. Y- and you can tell me if if your opinion differs, because I would love if it does, is that you want to feel like that manager is working for you. You want to feel like it doesn't really matter how technical or non-technical they are, as long as they recognize what you bring to the table and they're invested in taking you to the next level. That's what I think makes a good manager, technical or non-technical. And so for me, it doesn't really matter what their expertise is or not. All of the things that come into play around, well, they don't know what I'm working on or they don't know what I do, or all the things that come into play about like, oh, they're too technical, they don't understand the bigger mission. All those conversations that people have in their head, I think really come down to, they're not in it for me and I disagree with their approach. And so wherever they are clashing with their manager is sort of, um just an outlet for that right is that they're not invested in me and they don't know how to make me grow um and i think that that's that is really was making uh good management or like what what your people should feel uh when they're talking to you as a manager i don't know i was i was sort of rambled a lot in that (laughs) but you know i just don't think that it really comes down to security versus engineering it's more of like as a manager um or as a, I don't know, subordinate or a person that is managed, um, what are you looking for and how do you take that to, you know, how do you bring that to fruition? Like what makes a good manager? Um, it it is like, is all a lot of nuance in that.
1: I, I think I disagree with you and I might, it might just be specifically because of the wording that you chose, but That's not how I see management, uh, at at least for me in terms of what I want out of a manager. It's not necessarily like taking me, you know, leveling up, taking me to the next level. Do I think they should help me grow? Absolutely. But I think that's the biggest pitfall uh, that I see in management. And this is aside from being technical or not technical is, are are you helping this person grow? And is it coming from a place of humility? It's not, you know, I'm working to get you promoted. It's like, what do you want out of this? Like, what do you want out of your career? And that could be getting promoted to another level. But I mean, you, you mentioned it in terms of, you know, very technical people becoming managers. Sometimes, you know, your organization doesn't really give you much of an option in terms of growth. And you don't really know what growing means. So you're, you know, you're working as an engineer and you want to level up and you want to get this new challenge. And you're like, well, I guess I'll take the management route because that's what everyone else does. And you realize you hate it or, you know, something goes wrong. And now you just kind of burn yourself out and you maybe lose another option. So like, to me, when I, when I hear stuff like that, I think it needs to be corrected where it's, I want, I want more responsibility. You know, I'm, I'm saying that as maybe someone to my manager Uh, the answer I expect is like, what do you want out of your job? And some of the things that I've, I've heard really strong managers, at least personally, I think they're very strong is telling me, you know, uh, I don't think you're gonna you're gonna be around here very long. Or if, if you are, I hope so. But at some point, you're gonna want to leave. And my goal is to make sure that like you're excited about that new thing you put on your resume, and it's it's because of our relationship. So I don't think you know managers manage like subordinates is one of the words you said. I don't think managers should be managing people. They manage the, their team and they manage. Uh, you know, the products that they own. And if that means maybe losing one of your very talented engineers because they need to be supporting another team, I think that's where that humility comes in. You have to be okay with making those choices. Um, And and I think that's like the the prime aspect of management. And that's that's purely like outside of the technical or non-technical. So just a little ramble back at you. (laughs) Yeah,
0: no, I mean, I think that you make some good points in there. Um, I think that, so... You're right. Subordinate is probably the wrong word to use, but I always struggle with that. It's like, what do you call someone that's under a manager? <laughs> we can call them a direct report. A direct report. Okay, so I report to you. Nice and fancy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so terminology. But I think that one of the things you talk about in there is like, um, you know, uh, is not ignorant of the fact that's the that's the wrong way to say it, but I'm going to use it because it, it's going to get my point across. But that's ignorant fair. of the fact that the the management team is also looking upward. Right. They're not just right. we're not just talking about like um, the you know, you're, you're, you were saying sort of the man, the management of people. It's not managing people, it's managing the team. But they are being asked to manage people. Right. So like the job of that manager is to report on the people that they manage, what their performance is, how they operate, whether they're successful or not, how they differ from the other people on their organization. When is it appropriate to promote someone versus not promote someone? And so I do think that, yes, you can say that your job is more of a project manager or a team manager around the goals of the organization, whether we as a group are successful or not. But I also do think that the role of a manager is to appropriately quantify the performance of the people ben- beneath them or with them or on their team so that upper management doesn't have to go and talk to those same people like that is the consolidation of that information is an important role of a manager and that i think is also goes back to our discussion around what's a leader versus a manager because you can be a leader as a staff engineer and mentor these people and grow them and work with them and and generate a lot of great talent and have a team around you but you're not a manager right? You're a principal engineer that people look to and respect and work with. And so you're a, are you a technical manager? No, you're a staff engineer, but you're doing all these things that you're talking about where it's like the growth and as- and pe- people aspect of it or whatever. So I just don't necessarily agree with the fact that, um, you can purely talk about it as managing a team or managing a project because that, manager has responsibilities upward, not just downward.
1: I mean, that's a a very fair point. But I mean, you look at like staff engineers, right? You mentor, you mentioned, you know, like mentorship, right? Of helping grow more junior um, engineers. And like, to me, like I've, I've actually heard this before. I've heard a staff engineer say I'm basically a manager without dealing with compensation. So I, I think it's, it's a really, it's a weird fine line. And I think that's where the leadership label really like makes it smart.
0: No, I, I agree. And I think that this is this is sort of bringing me to, you know, I think that all of this, this kludginess is really why all of our technical industry struggle with this, because it's like what you ideally would, what we would want, honestly, out of someone that is senior to us is someone that is smarter than you are that knows more about the topics than you do, is able to mentor you and manage you and help you grow. But the amount of people that exist that could fulfill all of those roles are like super slim. And so I think that what we all have to come to the realization of is that your manager is not gonna be perfect and you're not perfect, right? And I think that it is our job as uh, people in the technical industry to recognize the strengths of everyone in our industry and that's like what we talk about in terms of like what is a you know technical manager versus a non-technical manager or what is uh, what is measured as successful and i think that what we all can do in that world is like you said cultivate the leadership aspect of it is that whether you've taken your role and said, I don't want to ever manage people because I know that I'm not good at dealing with all the HR stuff and you want to be a principal engineer, I think that you still have an inherent job of being a leader to the people around you, that your seniority is higher and that you have a responsibility to the people around you. You can't be like this diva diva (laughs) principal engineer that is like, I'm better than everybody else. And as a manager... You can't also claim to be like the diva manager that is, I'm better than everyone else when you don't know what your people do on the ground. And I I think all of that is sort of packed into the humbleness aspect that you talked about as a, you know, when someone that talks to you as a, as a manager is saying, you know, you know more about this topic than I do. And, you know, I, you know, I did C in college and, you know, now I'm working with you all, you know, Young Bucks in whatever the latest (laughs) language is. And I wanna figure out, you know, what you're doing. Tell me what your problems are and I'll help you. You know, they have enough technical understanding to like talk to you on that level. You respect them for having gone through whatever they've gone through. And so you find some common ground. But that takes two people to have that relationship. One, it takes, um, you know, someone as the new engineer to be like, you know what? I may be more technically capable in a specific area than this person, but they have a lot of experience and, you know, I respect them to, to help me achieve what I want to achieve. And then on the other side, it's like, you know what, I may have 30 years of experience, but these new folks coming in have experience in things that I have never heard of. And that mutual respect is, I think what measures a successful relationship between management and non management or individual contributors. I don't know. Where do you stand on that?
1: I, I completely agree. Um, I, I think both management and, and just leadership as a, as a whole, I think you just need to, yeah, one, be humble. And two, just look at yourself and think about the skill sets that are in the room and see what is the impact of me having that skill or not having that skill. And, you know, if you are a non-technical manager and you and you do feel like there's a gap there, maybe your, your team is not a senior. Like OK, like as a manager, like, you should take initiative and maybe like find a training course or, or vice versa if your team needs it. And if you're t- if you're a technical manager and you realize that, you know, maybe every meeting you have is for some reason like pissing people off and you don't know why, like maybe maybe do a little bit of introspection and see, you know, where you can be a better leader.
0: Agreed. And we'll (laughs) I have questions around introspection later. Okay. So we we've we've like dived into it. I've rambled. I've been on my soapbox, you've been on your soapbox.
1: I've rambled as well, yes.
0: Um what I want to do is change gears a bit into just a quick rundown of two things. One, uh, what are your top fears or if you have a story around this of a uh, technical manager coming in to manage you as a new engineer or even as a new manager, technical manager comes in over you. What's your fear?
1: Oh man. Yes. Uh, this has happened. Um, but my thing, my biggest fear is uh, micromanagement due to a lack of faith in me as an engineer. I think uh, especially people who have very extensive backgrounds and deal with, you know, companies that are, solve incredibly difficult problems, if the the humility isn't there, I think it's very easy to um, not take the time to listen and understand where someone is coming from, uh, especially if you're talking about a new manager in, in a very technical industry. Uh, it's very easy to start talking about maybe like an application that has like really, it's riddled with tech debt uh, and you're basically forcing yourself to say horrible things about your code base and Someone who's very technical <laughs> might be like, "I do not like you as an engineer. What are you doing?" Um, and then you know that ultimately can affect your performance and your rating and uh you know your the the dollars you make at the bottom line. so like that's definitely my my number one fear. Cool.
0: What um, is yours? Yeah, for me, technical <laughs> manager comes in over me. I'm like, uh, this person knows a shit ton more than I do." <laughs> We'll note the uh, explicit podcast uh, tag on that one. Um, Yeah. But like that they know just so much more than I do in the security industry, because for me, I think the the biggest thing is always that. I don't know enough, like security is such a huge field. So when someone comes in that is just like, I've got it all um, that like I'm not living up to expectations. Yeah, Uh, is is the fear.
1: A little bit of imposter syndrome for
0: you. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) For sure.
1: Well, I'll I'll flip it around. What's your biggest fear of a non-technical manager?
0: So um, non-technical is almost the exact opposite, is that I feel like they won't understand what I'm trying to do or say. Right, because I think that non-technical managers in security come from the certification world. I think is my fear is that how do they get into this position without going through, um, you know, the trials and tribulations of like a technical role. And I think that I've been fortunate enough to talk to all of the managers that I've known about, like their experience and in areas of security but i've also had managers that manage security teams that maybe don't have security expertise and so i do have a fear of like you don't understand security or like you know you don't know what i know or whatever it might be and that is a fear and i you know i don't want to i'm not gonna i said I was gonna be quick so i'm gonna live to my own things those are my sort of gut (laughs) um gut reactions but i will say that um You know, moving past that and talk to these people, you know, you realize um, sort of where they come from. And I think that it goes back to all the things we were talking about around whether you have a good manager or not is whether they can share in your experience and share in what, uh, you know, learning from each other. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, non-technical managers for you, man. I don't think we've really talked about that. Uh, Engineering, non-technical managers. Do those even happen and how do you feel about it?
1: They definitely do. Um, my fear is very similar to yours. It's just not being able to understand the impact that I'm making, or maybe even the struggles that I'm facing. I didn't mean to rhyme, but I apparently a poet today. Uh, yeah, it's just not having that gap. But yeah, I mean, both of these situations can be resolved by just taking the time to listen to one another. Um, I think managers specifically should be very explicit in uh making sure that their team understands what their management style is there's no one singular perfect management style and if you can understand where they're coming from and vice versa i think it's a lot easier to to bridge these gaps you know maybe they're not the the pearl expert that you need them to be but uh you know there's there's solutions to all of these things
0: yeah agreed so i I will. Um, I do want to take one aside. I kind of want to get your opinion on this and if there's any um, a mirror world, mirror dimension of uh, like, oh no, <laughs> of this in engineering. So, one of the things that security practitioners face is that their manager, their CISO, even, might have come from a different world than they've come from. So, as an example, um, If you are an application security engineer, your CISO may have come from incident response or compliance. Um, And so you're sort of faced with, does this person understand what I understand from like my expertise within security? Is there something similar in the engineering world that you could relate to? uh, And then how do you deal with that? Um, Or how do you... How do you even view that? Because it's not necessarily even technical versus non-technical. It's just area of expertise.
1: Yeah, we we definitely have that. And I imagine it probably is also very similar in the world of DevOps. But yeah, we we definitely have that. We can have, um, you know, it's easy to say that all of product engineering gets lumped into the same thing. But there's so many aspects to it that um, maybe be a little bit of a knowledge gap between you and, you know, expert, expert A, B, and C that have entered your, your space. And, you know, it can be, uh, you know, are they comfortable with functional programming? That's a very different thing compared to object oriented programming. And it's, it's an entirely different, you know. The anti-patterns that you can bring from each one, if you try to sidestep, can be a, a very hard communication topic. If they don't understand what you're talking about, um, you know, maybe they're not uh, as knowledgeable with scalability. Uh, maybe they they've never used a cloud environment and they don't understand why you maybe have like one or two, you know, lone instances that are still on-prem. Um, yeah, there's so many different examples, and it's yeah, very very similar to 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 what you mentioned on the security side. Um, and guess just having that, that, that communication, um, like what I do specifically is that if there's something that's missing there is I, I try to work with them. And especially if they're, you know, a member of leadership or maybe someone who's more senior, you mentioned a CISO, uh, get them to be a sponsor. And I like, I, to me that forces them to, you know, start to build that understanding. Maybe they won't have the depth, but they're, you know, they're committing to helping support you. And that obviously kind of forces you to have to do your homework a little bit, um, and, and help vouch for, you know, whatever topic you're talking about.
0: Got it. Yeah. The, the cloud environment thing is the one that really rung out to me there in terms of, <laughs> um, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. You know, because like folks that have been in sort of this new age cloud environment, if they go into something, you know, that is uh, leveraging like mainframes or whatever, or, or, on-prem and they're like, how does this still even exist? Uh, you know that, that could be uh, an area that they would that they would fall short. Um, what I would say is, uh, just to sort of wrap that up and I think that we're going to get into just um, what it's like to come into management next, is that you know honestly, I think that my biggest opinion here and what humble, humbles me across the board is that the smartest, most um, the smartest people I know in the security industry, are uh, smart both technically and they do talks and they are happy to mentor people and they manage people and whatever. And I know that they're, you know, a thousand times smarter than I am. And I always am like sort of going, looking at it uh, from the perspective of I'm not there yet. And so I talk to everybody with an open mind, man. And I think that if I can say to anyone that's like feeling like, you know, my, my people aren't doing what I want them to do or my management sucks or whatever. It's just like keep an open mind because everybody has their expertise. They have their own opinions. And until you're as humble as the people that you respect the most, you know, you're not there. So, um, I'll leave it with that. Any final words on just fears and whatever, uh, in that topic set?
1: No, just reiterating that, excuse me, just reiterating that, uh, like understand the other person, keep an open mind, um don't hone in on that one thing that bugs you, try to understand why they do it. um chances are they it's not intentional.
0: yeah, I'm hundred percent guilty of not following my own advice, so uh <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, there you I, go, I get it, but uh you know it, it it's it's tough, but like just constantly reset all right, so the next one I want to get into, and we touched a little bit this a, a little bit on this in the beginning was coming into management so um i'll say that simon you and i are both uh relatively new managers as we talk about um let's say within the last decade not to age anyone on the podcast uh, (laughs) of coming into management within the last decade you know when you first took on a manager role um coming from and I think we both came came from technical roles. Uh, so we're right. we're sort of representing one side of the equation here. Um, so if you're coming into management from a technical role, what what did you do? How did you change your perspective? Were there any educational materials you picked up? Were there any people that you looked to? Like how did you make that shift uh, knowing that just all the things we just talked about, your own fears, your own like I don't want to make the same mistakes that my managers did. How did you approach management?
1: Yeah. um, I mean, in all honesty, the first thing I did was just level set with, you know, the fact that I was running a team and I had direct reports. Um, I wanted to understand their take on things, make sure they were comfortable with me and uh, really just ask them, like, first and foremost, like, what are the top three things you need from me? Um, Just so I can understand where their head's at and where their expectations are. Um, Yeah, I spoke with, you know, Leaders that I respected. Um, I think I went out of my way to try to talk to people that um, maybe either had a different personality or a different set of skills than I did to try to build that. You know, I'm like just seeing how they operate and maybe taking in some of those skills lightly. Um, Last thing I did, which I I actually, upon retrospect, wish I did something else, was um, just like Google quick tips. And like, (laughs) just like, hey, like top 10 things of like how to be a better manager, like number seven will shock you, Uh, all that stuff. And I I wish instead of doing that, I would have deep dived like very like intense and uh, more detail oriented uh, pieces of documentation or books or writing um, rather than doing that. And I, I think that more came from, you know, the Oh man, this is happening already! Like I need to be the best manager ever starting yesterday. So I think I went for like, where are the quick wins, where I can like, where can I prove to people that I'm like I'm competent? The imposter syndrome is kicking in, and like, how do I stop that? But yeah, that's the one regret I think when I started that I wish I had done early on.
0: What about nice. you? No, I mean I you know, just to comment on that, made me laugh, was like we are a culture of top ten <laughs> and top five lists these days. Yes, we are. The attention span of humans is like, you know Unlimited selection. Reducing selective knowledge. and reducing and reducing. And so I think that um yeah, coming into management, I, I sort of took the same approach. There so there were two things. One is I always want to I always have like my biggest fear like we just talked about is um, my manager not knowing what I do or how I operate or like not understanding you know my perspective and so I think my approach is always to try to learn as much about whatever technical topics I'm managing as possible Mm -hmm. so if I'm going into cloud I'm going to go learn cloud if I'm uh, you know, managing a new project and it's in a new language, I'm going to go read about that language. If I'm, you, you know, I, I want to like get on some level that I can be like, when I talk to this person, they're going to be like, this person's not a complete idiot, right? So I I always try to do that. That's my, that is like my biggest, from the technical side, I think that when we talk about technical versus non-technical managers, I'm like, I'm always, I always have this fear as a manager that, I'm not going to have enough to like have a conversation with these folks about what they're doing. So I feel like I need to understand that. And if I don't, then um, one, I think that you can't be afraid to ask your own people about it. (laughs) Right. If they're smarter than you in it, like I think mentorship goes both ways. Right. Um, I mean, I think I've, I've learned that over time. I think when I first came into it, it was sort of like, I had to go find this stuff out on my own, but I think that over the years I've learned that, you know what, I'm just going to ask my team about it and like, let's just go talk about it. I'm going to be honest with you all about what I don't know. And then, you know, if I have anything to teach you, I will. Hopefully I do. And if not, you know, it's going to be a session where we just sort of level set so that we can all grow together. Um. Yes, that is my, that is my, my big thing. Uh, the other piece is, I, I did steer away from the top 10 list just because I have, as you, as anyone that's listening to this You're a podcast, better person than I am again. No, it's just that, you know what? <laughs> we've had the OWASP top 10 for so long and I know how it can be so, um, like, not misused, right? I know how it can be misused. I am definitely guilty of, like, reading a top 10 list and being like, oh, I'm going to do that, you know? Um, yep. With management, I will say that I did spend a lot of time in management books and management training, uh, and I know that there's a bit of an aversion to that. Like, we talked a bit bit about this before. It's like, I mean, and I'm sure that there are a ton of people, if if people are still listening to us at this point, I'm sure there's a ton of people (laughs) that are like, you know what, I went to that management training and like the first three days was complete BS, you know, or... And I think that like we just have to do a better job of having an open mind at this stuff because even if you feel like 90% of your time was BS on these management trainings, there's probably like one or two techniques you could pull out of that that you're like, you know what, that makes sense. Um, the other thing is I I t- I, I, I read um, not management books, but leadership leadership books. Like I'm a huge fan. You and I have talked about this a lot uh, and joked about it. And I've, I've been uh, um, jabbed about it multiple times as the extreme ownership book, you know, Jocko willing. Did you ever read that by the way? I have not. Yeah. So, I mean, I recommend that to anyone because it talks about um, like on a super low level, just complete ownership of anything that you're doing and uh, if I had to simplify it, everything is your fault,
1: <laughs> right? Perfect.
0: So, you know, how do you change it? Because I think that especially in tech, especially in tech, we always find a way to blame the other person. I'm still guilty of this. Blame the other oh, team. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, I know what I'm doing. Like this person just it does, that doesn't does understand the methodology or doesn't understand development or doesn't understand security. And it's you have like so much power to um, teach other people and mentor other people. And it's like talking about this, talking about it even now on this podcast. I'm thinking about things in my day to day where I failed to do this. Um, And so I I highly recommend that book because it sort of resets you to say like, you know what, man? Uh, It's it's not everyone else's fault. And it's on uh, me. And, and yeah, and I think that really helps from a management perspective because it lets you realize that you're the people that you manage, no matter how frustrated you might be with them, uh, it's on you to mentor them, manage them, make sure that they're getting out of their role, what you need to, to get out of them and you hired them or, you know, you're, you're responsible for them. So that's where I'm at. Um, speaking of books, any books or, uh. I don't know. Like what what's your reading material for management?
1: My reading material is honestly a lot of Slack conversations right now, um talking with other managers and seeing how they they deal with stuff, but uh yeah, to to shame myself again with not having full books, I will say there's a mailing list called Software Leads Weekly that I really like. Um has a lot of good information. It is brief, um, but it is it's it's useful and it's it's weekly, so nice little you know, consumable bit that I get to read. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like, you know, when you're talking
0: about like, uh, lists it's, and, um, gotta, you know, gotta have my list. It sounds like almost <laughs> like you're a technical manager, you know, like you're taking a, a, a very prescriptive oh, no. approach to, uh, to management. No, I mean, I think that there's strengths to both. And I, I do feel like we don't do enough of getting outside of our our comfort zones of like how we like to learn and stuff. I mean, I think that to some degree, I think the reason that I gravitate towards that type of uh, looser management is that I I sort of want to find these things that are um, applicable to multiple teams. So we talk about on DevSecOps, you know, and um, like trying to make sure that we are, pollinating across teams or influencing across teams i want the message to be delivered in a way that is consumable by multiple teams and i feel like if i focus too much on like the engineering side or the security side that i'm not gonna get that same response because those people don't come from the same world so how do you how do you translate that message and if you look at you know like you said many of the leaders in technical industries they're not explaining like the the technical details of features to get buy-in from uh their consumers or the people that they work with they're they're selling this stuff they're creating a narrative they are taking responsibility that, you know they're, they're, it's like it's a much more i guess performance oriented uh thing right <laughs> so it's um it depends on like who you're you know, like who your audience is. And so what is what are the techniques and the tools that you could use that cross audiences?
1: Yeah. And I, I think that resonates so much with what you mentioned about, you know, like everyone's been to that manager training that they like, were like I'm not going to learn anything. And then, you know, a good chunk of it. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. That was that was fair. That was useful. Like, I think you need to have those large content discussions to meet everyone's audience, because, you know, some of that may not resonate. Some will, I can guarantee you, you've had a technical training course of some, some course where you're just like, I know this, whatever, what am I doing here? And then like this one feature pops up and you're like, Oh wow, that's really interesting. I had no idea. That's how that worked. So like, that's, that's why, that's why that exists. Um, I gotta go, I gotta get away from my list, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that maybe you supplement them and I will, and I need to supplement (laughs) the loser stuff with, uh, more supplement is a less shameful word. I like that. (laughs) Um, yeah, so we're, I mean, we're way over, but I think that, you know, we're, we're getting some maybe valuable things out of this conversation. Um, one of the things that I do want to take a hot take on, um, and maybe this is a hard question, is if you had to pick something about what makes you respect your manager, what is it?
1: That is a, I mean, that's a very good question. Um, I think first and foremost, I think trans, transparency is 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 what it boils down to. Just like being honest um, about where you're at. And I think that this kind of is a nice little tie into a technical manager versus an non-technical manager. If you're willing to acknowledge that and, you know, you're not, trying to either pretend that you're great with people or you pretend that, you know, you have all knowledge of everything you could possibly need to be an engineer on the team. Um, I respect that. I think that's hard to say. It's sometimes hard to admit. Like, listen, I, I don't know how to do X and I'm supposed to be managing you. I, I don't have all the answers and I, I can help you find them. Uh, that's okay. I, I would actually prefer that.
0: I agree. I had, I had like a, uh, I was about... I was about to get mean with it I was going to uh, come up with this uh you know okay transparency fine but what if what if this person comes to you and they said I've never programmed a line of code you know I've never put a line of code down in my life but you know what I had I did have a manager that was like I've never done security ever oh wow and you know I need to you know and so I'm relying on you to be my security expert in this. And I, um, and so I, I trust you to tell me what's going on. And so we spent a lot of time talking through security. And I really did respect that manager. And so I was like, you know what? You're right. I think transparency is a good tack to take because if you come up front and say, because this, this can happen, right? Like maybe there's not dedicated security org. Um, or maybe they're you know you're the first security engineer in there and you're falling under a um, development team or a oh yeah. te- you know a technology team or whatever or you're super early. I, I do think that if someone just acknowledges that you may know more about the topic than they do and you work off of each other and they're managing you like that's fine. Great. yeah. And I've had and I did have a good experience in that in that in that role. So I, I, I'm now agreeing with you in the transparency transparency
1: aspect. And I'm, and I'm absolutely positive that manager had some other amazing skills to bring to the table. Right,
0: exactly, right. And so it's almost like a mutual respect. Like, okay, you might not know about security, but you know about all this other stuff that I don't know about. So then I'll f- sort of follow up is um, that in a manager, if we're trying to get like sort of more granular in the equation here, is that not necessarily do they one they're transparent but two that they have experience in something that you don't Mm -hmm. right and that they have something to offer you that you don't and i think that that is even i mean i would be comfortable being managed by someone that is even my peer that knows more about another topic than i do
1: like likewise yeah absolutely
0: uh, as long as it falls into the organization and whatever. They know more about the organization than I do, right? Um, so it's like, so maybe transparency and um, superior knowledge of another topic than, than you have, which sort of brings us back to um, technical versus non-technical management. It's more about, one, do they have your best interest at heart? And two, uh, do they have knowledge that you don't have? And I would say that uh, for me, you know, if I met me as a manager, I would hate me, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because it's like, you know, the things I know, you can't really give me anything that I don't know. Um, and it's like, we would constantly battle each other. So I feel like as long as you're meeting someone that's not yourself, that has knowledge and things that you don't have, that um, that you can potentially be successfully managed by them, um, it's just whether or not um, you have the willingness to learn, right?
1: I couldn't agree more. Cool. So
0: um, I would say if we're going for an hour, we have about seven minutes left in this episode. (laughs) Uh, So what I do want to focus on is the top 10 list Portion that you brought out just to dig into that topic a, a bit more, because I I think that we've been talking for a long time about our opinions on management and what's what's right and what's not right and you know final words from Ken and Simon and I think that what I would like everyone that's listening to, to sort of take away from this is that we're learning about this too right we have our we're, own yeah we're not experts. <laughs> and um and i think that it's important to take it all with a grain of salt is that you could look at this entire episode as a top 10 list of know <laughs> like ken and simon's opinions of management and i i think that uh we would really love to hear feedback from the audience is like you know if you look at this episode from start to finish like we could be completely full of shit and we'd want to understand like you know what's your opinion on it what did we say that's uh you know, doesn't resonate with you or, or, or whatever. Um, I think that everyone in the tech industry is trying to figure this stuff out and no one is like a thousand percent successful in this. And I think that any feedback that we can get in that regard will be 100% welcomed. Um, and we'd love to hear from you.
1: Yeah. And and, and to add on top of that, if you've got any resources or content that you've read that maybe completely just throws all of this, this content into the trash. We would love to read it
0: (laughs) Yeah, and do another episode on like, you know, those two people that were talking on episode, Hate those guys, those are the worst. (laughs) Cool. All right. Well, look, I mean, Simon, I think that pretty much wraps it up on opinions. I think we've, we've teased out a lot, but we haven't really come to any significant conclusions, but hopefully listening to this, um, resonates with some folks out there that we can get some feedback on it um any final words from you
1: i mean we haven't come to one answer but i i don't think this is you know the one ring type of situation there's there's no one solution here and i i think that's that's why this is such an interesting discussion
0: well i would say that our one ring is be humble about what you do number one right just be willing to learn from other people Uh, two like as a manager work on growing those folks you know like those people are are looking up to you whether you feel like they respect you or not and so you know it's your job to to cultivate that Um, and three just do everything that you can to like garner knowledge about the people around you whether that's below you above you around you whatever it might be and I think if you stick to that, you may not be the best manager, but you will definitely uh, be better than you are today if you're not doing this thing. (laughs) I I mean, that's my opinion, you know.
1: I mean, that's technically three rings, but I'll give it to you.
0: Well, I'm just saying we can't just come out of this with we didn't learn anything. (laughs) Um, And so I I do think that we definitely have. um, I, I just I feel like we have carved out some things that you want to do if you're in management, as opposed to, um, you know, not having anything there. (laughs) Absolutely. Cool. Well, that uh, wraps it up for us today. Um, I know it's been a longer than average episode. Uh, If you want to leave us feedback or uh, send us any of those resources that Simon was talking about, Uh, You can hit us up at R2DSO on Twitter. You can send us an email to security at R2DSO.com or uh, you can reach out directly on comments or whatever it may be on your favorite podcast platform and we'll try to get to those as soon as possible. As always, we uh, appreciate any likes, subscribes, ratings that you can offer us um, and we look forward to bringing new stuff to you as you uh, give us more feedback. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.